Hello everybody, welcome to the Today with Tyler podcast. Today I make a second mock draft because, as you know, times are ever-changing and analysis of players and teams is also changing. Just as last time, you'll be able to find my three-round mock draft on my website. That's todaywithtylerpodcast.wordpress.com. So enjoy this episode. Thank you. Just as last time, the Jacksonville Jaguars have the first overall pick, and they'll go with Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is a generational quarterback talent. Some people are calling him one of the best talents to ever come out of college football. So why wouldn't they take him? They will. Jacksonville Jaguars select Trevor Lawrence. The second overall pick is one of the few remaining picks that are pretty solid in what's going to happen, and that's the New York Jets selecting Zach Wilson, a quarterback out of BYU. Now, Zach Wilson is considered one of the best talents of the draft. He has a very high ceiling, and the New York Jets need a quarterback. They traded away Sam Darnold, so in return, they will draft Zach Wilson out of BYU. The third overall pick is where it begins to get interesting. The San Francisco 49ers, who traded up to this pick, are in an interesting situation where they're about a quarterback away from a Super Bowl win. So what do they do? It's There are smoke screens and analysis out there saying that they will pick Mac Jones at number three, who's a quarterback out of Alabama. The only problem is he's not very mobile, and he's very much a pocket passer who doesn't have a higher ceiling than what he's producing now. Whereas Justin Fields, a quarterback out of OSU, has a chance to bust but he's a chance to be so much better. And I think the 49ers will take Justin Fields because he has an amazing system in place for Justin Fields, and it's going to be really hard to fail as him because there's so many weapons around him, he'll be able to get whatever he needs to do done in a very efficient manner. Pick number four is where I begin to get away from my original mock draft. Pick number four is the Atlanta Falcons, and at first I thought they would take defensive talent, but after thinking about it, Kyle Pitts is a generational talent, and why not boost up that offense even more? Kyle Pitts is very hard to deny as any team, especially as a team that doesn't necessarily need a quarterback and you're at the number four overall pick. Now, they want to trade out of this pick, so if Justin Fields were to fall, I believe someone like the Patriots would be willing to trade up to number four to take this pick. But because I'm doing no trades in this mock draft, we will have Kyle Pitts going to the Atlanta Falcons. Pick number five is the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, I'm still strong in the fact that the Bengals will select offensive tackle Pene Sewell out of Oregon. Now, Sewell is a very good offensive tackle. He's Some people are calling him generational, and he, no matter what, he's a very talented, very high-ceiling young man who'll be able to play any position on the offensive line. That's how good he is. The, the Cincinnati Bengals need offensive line help. Joe Burrow almost died last year because of it. So to keep your franchise quarterback healthy, you can go for an offensive tackle and why you don't take jamar chase as a wide receiver is because you already have enough receiving talent in your entire team the Bengals are a very stacked team in their offensive talent they just need line to protect it so by getting a line you're not only going to help joe burrow but also joe mix in your running back pick number six is the miami dolphins the dolphins need offensive weapons they could use a little bit of defensive help but overall you take jamar chase wide receiver out of lsu jamar chase is the best wide receiver in the draft it's, he's a very highly coveted player, and so getting him is going to make sure that Tua Tagulova is going to be able to succeed at no matter how good he really is. And then eventually, if you decide to move past him, you're going to have so many weapons around your new guy as well. The Detroit Lions, who have the number 7 overall pick, are in a very tough spot because they've lost so much so recently. They could go for a quarterback, they could go for pretty much any other position as well. To me, they take Devontae Smith out of Alabama. He's the Heisman winning wide receiver. He's one of the best wide receivers to come out of college in a while. So I don't see why you wouldn't take him. Everyone, The only concern about him is that his size isn't that great, but one, that can be improved. 
And two, he's so good at wide receiver that it didn't stop him at the college level. Why would it stop him at the NFL level? Overall, Devontae Smith is an amazing wide receiver. He was a clear-cut wide receiver one at Alabama. So they will take him in this draft and make sure that they can have a single weapon for Jared Goff to throw to. Pick number eight is the Carolina Panthers, and just like last time, they need offensive line help as their biggest issue. Now, I'm not sold on Sam Darnold being a franchise quarterback, and Teddy Bridgewater isn't going to push them into a Super Bowl win, but they're not in the position to take a wide receiver this year, so they take Rashawn Slater, an offensive tackle out of Northwestern. Slater is an amazing offensive tackle. He's one of the top three, so taking him will be able to support whoever they put in at quarterback and will really be able to push Carolina to the next level this season. Moving on to number nine, we have the Denver Broncos. Now, this is one of the teams that switched since last time. The Denver Broncos have quarterback Drew Locke as their main quarterback, and at this point in the last draft, I said they would take Mac Jones. They're very similar in a lot of senses. They're pocket passers. They're not very uh, elusive, or they're not going to have a dual threat to them, but they're going to be able to sit in the pocket and complete passes. Now, what made me change on this is that Drew Locke and Peyton Manning are working together, and the administration seems very sold on giving Drew Locke one more year, because if they succeed, they're a playoff team, and if Drew Locke fails, they're right back in the same position where they can get a good quarterback next year. So let Peyton Manning work with him. They take Patrick Sertain, the top cornerback of this draft, and they'll be able to help their sad defense a little bit and be able to really push to the next level in case Drew Locke is ready. Just like last time, the Dallas Cowboys at number 10 pick J.C. Horn. J.C. Horn is a really good corner. He has an amazing resume behind him, so he's definitely going to succeed at the NFL level. So they can't miss with him, and they'll be able to support their struggling defense and maybe put their offense at a position to succeed every once in a while. Number 11 is the New York Giants. Now, the Giants are another one of those interesting teams because they need offensive line help as their main problem, but there are a lot of reports coming out of New York saying that they will be taking Jalen Waddell if he were to fall to them because they're very interested by him. So in that case, because Jalen Waddell is here, I have him going to the New York Giants. They get another wide receiver and make sure that Danny Dimes has every single reason to succeed and no possible reason to fail except for their terrible offensive line. At number 12, the Philadelphia Eagles were considered to take a wide receiver last time and they'll do the same this time. The only difference is they don't have the same wide receivers to choose from. So instead, they take Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. Uh, Rashad Bateman is a very good wide receiver. He's going to be able to do well for Jalen Hurts and be able to support him with a throwing game, which will be really helpful in his quest to prove that he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. At number 13, the Los Angeles Chargers need to take the top available offensive lineman, and in this case, it's Christian Derrissaw. He's an offensive tackle. He's very good, and he'll be able to support Justin Herbert enough to make sure that he doesn't get hurt and he can be able to throw the ball to Keenan Allen and whatever offensive weapons they pick later in this draft. Pick number 14 is the Minnesota Vikings. Now, the Vikings need a lot of defensive help, not offensive, except for some line pieces, so they go Micah Parsons, the best linebacker in the draft. Parsons is absolutely amazing. He's a freak of athleticism, so he'll be perfect for Mike Zimmer's defensive scheme. Perhaps one of the more interesting decisions is the number 15 pick, the New England Patriots. Now, the Patriots uh, need a quarterback very bad. The quarterback situation is not a good thing there. Cam Newton is a one-year fix, so they need to move on. Now, given this draft, they have two possibilities, Trey Lance or Mac Jones. Now, Trey Lance is a more dual-threat quarterback, but like I said in the last time, he's not going to develop under Cam Newton. Cam Newton won't supply him with the mentor that he needs. He needs a lot of work, and it, it's not a place where he's going to be able to find success and thrive. 
The difference is Mac Jones will. Mac Jones is very similar to Tom Brady in the way he plays, so I think Bill Belichick will have a great time with him. He also saw success with Jimmy Garoppolo, who has a very similar playing style. Mac Jones is a young stud and will be able to supply pocket passing power and great decision making to the New England Patriots for their future. Arizona Cardinals are number 16. Who do they take? Greg Newsom II, a corner. Now, they lost Patrick Peterson, and that's the reason they take it, but their defense is also beefing up in other positions, so they either need to go offensive line or corner, and in this case, you go corner because Greg Newsom is a very good play player, and Patrick Peterson leaving leaves a big gap for a cornerback one, which hopefully Newsom can turn into. Pick number 17 is the Las Vegas Raiders, and just like last time, they take Christian Barmore out of Alabama. Now, that inside line pressure will be able to take the pressure off of Max Crosby, their edge rusher who is trying to take the place of Khalil Mack, and will hopefully produce well enough for them to be able to have a better defensive scheme than last time, because last year their defense was struggling, and really, I don't see them going past 8-8 eight and eight unless they can really fix that defensive pressure. Number 18 is Miami Dolphins' actual pick, and they take Aziz Ojulari, who is an edge rusher. Now, Aziz is probably the best edge rusher in this draft class, and so taking him will be able to supply much-needed pressure for the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins rely on the linebacker scene for all of their pressure. They do a lot of blitzing, but if you're going to be able to produce without blitzing, maybe your linebackers could be used in coverage and just for better things like QB spies when they play dual-threat quarterbacks. Number 19 is the Washington football team. Now, Washington needs a couple positions, really, but they'll be able to provide most of their needs in the second and third rounds because Trey Lance is available. So they take Trey Lance, quarterback, out of North Dakota State University. He will be able to thrive there. Ron Rivera likes dual-threat quarterbacks, and he's going to be able to have a lot of time because nobody expects him to start right now. He has a year or two to actually figure himself out before he's expected to start for the Washington football team. Number 20 is the Chicago Bears. With Kyle Fuller leaving, they have to pick up a cornerback. And so who do they take is Caleb Farley. Caleb Farley's a really good corner. He's going to be able to hopefully fill in at least some of the hole that is left by losing Kyle Fuller and be able to provide them a good enough defense to continue to push them into the playoffs, which their offense can't help them with, so they have to rely on their defense every single year. Number 21 is the Indianapolis Colts, who really just need a wide receiver or something to push them to the next level, but I don't think any of the wide receivers available anymore are truly worth your number 21 pick, plus they're going to lose Justin Houston. By doing that, they pick Quiddy Pay, who is an edge rusher out of Michigan. Getting an edge rusher will be able to fill in Justin Houston's spot and continue to have such a dominant defense while they work on a couple offensive problems and see if Carson Wentz is their quarterback for the future. The Tennessee Titans this week lost Jadavian Clowney, thus they need an edge rusher. Who do they take other than Joseph Osai, an edge rusher out of Texas? Joseph Osai will be able to provide their defense with edge pressure, which is extremely necessary, and hopefully he'll be able to do even better than Clowney did, because Clowney hasn't been as good since he left the uh, Houston Texans a couple years back. The New York Jets are one of the more interesting teams in this draft. They have a lot of places they need to fill up, and a lot of places that they already have kind of secure. So one of those places is running back. Now, Najee Harris is available with pick number 23, and I think they take him here because they have a left tackle already, and they can get the rest of their line with their first couple picks in the second and third rounds where there's a lot of depth in the offensive line scheme. By doing that, they're going to be able to have a good running back to take the place of Frank Gore and be able to supply their offense with much-needed relief because Zach Wilson isn't going to be able to carry the Jets all season long, 
they're going to need a run game like Najee Harris's. It's going to be an amazing fit, and because of Mekki Becton already showing up at left tackle, they have the ability to take a running back here. Number 24 is the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers need a couple of positions, including running back, cornerback, and linebacker. So what do they take is a linebacker. Uh, Jeremiah Ousu-Koromoa, who is a highly ranked linebacker, the number two in the class, had dropped significantly lower than expected to 24. They definitely take him because they lost Bud Dupree, who was a really good linebacker. So supplying with someone like JOK, who's extremely athletic and just a freak of ability, kind of like Michael Parsons, you're going to be able to have a very strong defense after Bud Dupree even leaves. Unlike the New York Jets, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have traded into the pick 25, do not have an offensive line that's strong or has any future. Thus, they take Elijah Vera Tucker, who is an offensive lineman out of the USC. Uh, Vera Tucker is a very interesting man because he plays guard, but he can also switch to tackle. So by getting a guard and tackle in the same draft pick, you're going to be able to get a lot of value out of him. And by picking him, it's almost a steal because he can move if you were to get a left tackle. All of a sudden, you now have a great guard as well. Cleveland Browns are picked number 26, and they only need some defensive help. What they really need is a linebacker, so they take Jameen Davis, who is a great linebacker and will be able to supply them with not only run stopping, but also pass rushing in the blitz and coverage. Jameen Davis is going to be able to support the Browns, who are pretty close to a Super Bowl push, so this will be an exciting team to watch if they draft a linebacker like Jameen Davis. Number 27 is the Baltimore Ravens. Now, the Baltimore Ravens definitely need a wide receiver. It's one of the most universally agreed upon things that they need a wide receiver in order for their offense to continue to work and go past the divisional round in the playoffs. Thus, they picked Terrace Marshall Jr. out of LSU. Terrace Marshall Jr. is a very good weapon. He's going to be able to support Emmanuel Sanders out in Baltimore because now they have two new wide receivers, which puts Hollywood Brown at a third receiver making their receiving core extremely strong if they all turn out to play well. This will be an exciting team to watch if they pick a good wide receiver like Terrace Marshall Jr. Pick number 28 is New Orleans Saints, and they 100% need a cornerback. So they take Ifeitu Melinifanwu. It's a very brutal name to try to spell and say, but he's a very good corner and will be able to provide them with relief from Ashawn Loudermore, who is kind of in some legal trouble right now, and they also lost North Jenkins. By doing that, they're going to be able to have a healthier, safer corner position where who won't commit as many penalties as they had been last season. Pick number 29 is the Green Bay Packers, and just as last time, they take Creed Humphrey, who is a center. Losing Corey Lindsley is a big deal, so you want to get a new center quickly. So Creed Humphrey will be able to hopefully fill that spot and provide them with much-needed protection as they move forward in the playoffs. Pick number 30 is the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are very close to a Super Bowl, and one of the biggest things they need left is a running back in a running game. Thus, they take Travis Aton out of Clemson. Travis Aton is a very good running back and will be able to provide them with much-needed rushing power as they move toward actually beating the Kansas City Chiefs and going to the Super Bowl. Speak of the devil, it's the Kansas City Chiefs at number 31. Who do they take other than Samuel Cosme, an offensive tackle out of Texas? They've cut both of their tackles and still haven't brought anybody in, so they must take a left tackle. Patrick Mahomes cannot keep running, as we saw in the Super Bowl, so you have to be able to support him with some blocking, and Samuel Cosme will hopefully be able to provide that blocking. Pick number 32 is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they don't have many things that they need to work on, but one thing that they could add some depth in is Ed Rusher. 
their edge rushers are getting kind of old. Jason Pierre-Paul will not be around forever, so they can hope to spruce up that room by adding Jason Owe out of Penn State. A good edge rusher, he'll be able to supply them with some young spark there, which they have in most other positions on their team, so it'll be exciting to see him progress underneath Jason Pierre-Paul. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Today with Tyler podcast. I hope you enjoyed. I probably will have more mock drafts to come before the final draft comes around. And then I'm definitely going to be reacting to it when it finally does actually happen. So thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed.